Welcome to the Music Taz podcast. My name is Keith Deverell, and I'll be introducing the next series of episodes. I begin today by acknowledging the Palawa Pakana people of Luchawita, Tasmania, and their connections to land, sea, and community. And I pay my respect to their elders past, present, and emerging. And I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across the nation. The Music Taz podcast gives voice to the music industry of Luchwitta, Tasmania through conversations, chats and interviews with and between people in our music industry. At Music Taz we hold a strong belief that within our wonderful island lies a sea of knowledge and experience that when shared can educate, inspire and promote our music and our industry. The Music Taz podcast is gratefully supported by Arts Tasmania. In this podcast, artist, musician and producer Georgia Lucy and I talk about Hobart's Little Bands, where the idea comes from, what the rules are and how it has given birth to numerous Tasmanian bands. In the spirit of Little Bands, this is a raucous and performative episode where rules are used and broken to ask questions and select snippets of sounds. I hope you enjoy this as much as Georgia and I enjoyed making it. Ooh. 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 Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's going on? Who are you? I don't know. Sometimes I'm Georgia and sometimes I'm Lucy, but most of the time I'm George or Lucy. George or Lucy. Hey, Georgia Lucy. What are we listening to? My name's Keith, by the way. Keith Deverell, I've heard about you. Yeah. Thanks for taking interest. Oh, always, always. So what are we listening to? We're listening to a track called Sick by a band called Primitive Calculators. They're not from Hobart? No, no. Or Tasmania or Luchawita or Nipolina or... No, they're not from here. This is a Music Taz podcast, but this band's pretty important to some of the music that comes out of this place. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Because... Well, they started something or were part of something a long time ago. Yes, they did. Very silly thing. Let's find out, shall we? Yeah. How how should we how should we tell everybody how this is relevant? Well, apparently they're sick of you. Uh, but you've been anyone. chatting to like Stuart in the past, who's the lead person of Primitive Calculators. Yes. And so have you. And so have I, yes. And um, we thought that it would be best to talk about Stuart behind his back, far away, um, and what the band Primitive Calculators has done by playing a little game to answer the questions about little bands. The little bands. This is the little bands podcast, which is going to be played out and talked about through a little game which has got its roots in Dadism totally. in some ways. Chance, risk, and actually how Little Bands happens. For a concert to, to see where Little Bands is happening, all of the bands that are playing come out of a hat in order of how they're going to play. So we thought to talk about it, we'd pull some stuff out of a hat or a pot and uh, we've got some Scrabble letters to help us. And we don't know, how, it's not going to be in any order. It's very data, it's very risk. And also, in the same way that Little Bands works, there's rules about this. Yeah. Because ideas of chance come actually within rules. Like people like John Cage talk about this in their structures of performance, and data and people like that put rules. So. If what we put some rules to be able to be loose, it's serious about having fun. It has to be a guideline to steer us to say the stuff you need to hear. That's right. And so these kind of the way it's gonna work in this is we have a little hat with a series of cards inside, and they're either gonna prompt us to play something or to ask a question. And then we've also got some other devices that will dictate how we answer questions. For instance, Scrabble pieces. If we pull out a Scrabble letter that has a one on it, 
for the one point you would get on a game of Scrabble? We will answer that question with one word. If a number two comes out, we will answer that question with two minutes. If a number three comes up, we'll be doing something a bit odd, but not how you usually talk. Four, we'll take our time. Five, we'll be five minutes. Eight, we'll do it in eight sentences. Ten, ten words or ten minutes. Let's see how this works and hopefully this beautiful thing gets told and recorded because it's very elusive. It is very elusive and we thought it was really important to do this in a performative way to try and capture the essence of what Little Bands is and what it kind of means because Little Bands is more, I think, than just playing music which we'll probably get into at some point, but the performative nature of it is really important. It might be chaotic. At times it might fall apart. It's, and we'll embrace that, and we hope you come along with us. It's going to be very exciting. And also, we'll be out of our comfort zones, so that's perfect because we're doing this for us, for you, just for fun. It's all about fun, isn't it? That's what it's about. It is about fun. It's about yeah. fun. It's about being creative. It's about freedom of expression. And new ideas and ways to approach something that has rigid boundaries, like a question. Like a question has rigid boundaries, and like the spaces that we create in in this day and life has rigid boundaries, and how do we subvert those is something that is an interesting question I think we all need to be asking ourselves. Well, as that seven inch just winds up, let's get into it. Thank you, Primitive Calculators. Yeah, thanks, Primitive Calculators. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Georgia Lucy. Let's do it. I'll shake the pot and you take the first question. All right. Number two. Very good question. What does Stuart mean by it's meant to be rubbish? Oh, great question. Great question, Keith. I'm going to pull out a letter to help answer that. It's number one, R. So that's one word. My one word is freedom. My one word is compost. Great question. Great answers. We're not going to elaborate any further. And we're not going to leave it at one word, maybe. We'll come back to it. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe that will be just the starting point of this. What's rubbish? What's rubbish? What's, What's rubbish? Compost. What does compost mean? What is freedom? What is freedom? Wow. All Little right. bands. Little bands. From the, from the man himself. Rubbish. Little bands is rubbish. Mm. Is it? Is it? Okay. Georgia Lucy, do you want to pick a card? Here I go. Oh, I've got question number one. What's your experience of little bands, Keith? Oh, you've got to pick up. I'm going to pick up number three, performative. Yeah. Oh, my God. I agree. My experience of little bands... I hear you say. Ten words or ten minutes I have to answer. Okay, well, I'll just go for it. I love little bands. The experience I have of it is huge. It's in me. It's what I believe in at my core beliefs of just living in the world, really, where freedom and compost dictate how I live normally. And how can we share that with others? And how can others express their freedom and compost? My experience is organising these little bands because I just want to see that happen. I want to see what freedom and compost looks like. And I've also participated in little bands where where I got to be free and make something from nothing and... I'm still doing it today. I play in a band called All The Weathers and we played at the 2014 Little Bands that was at the Pooh Bar that was put on by Rob Fisher and we're still going and my experience still that we have with that band is we we try and mix things up 
not get too comfortable, try new things and just have jams. (laughs) (laughs) My experience of little bands kind of crosses two states, Melbourne or Victoria um, and Hobart, Luchawita, Tasmania. And in both of them, it's really enabled me to explore like a freedom of creativity. Um, but the very first little bands that I played in, I think was a really great experience because I, I formed a band with a guitarist called Sasha. And we, the idea behind it was that we'd play for eight minutes. And in that we had three colors blue, white, and red, and they denoted different levels of intensity. Sasha was on guitar and I was on electronics. And the rule was we had to build over eight minutes to a point where it would self-oscillate. Wow. And then we would leave the stage and leave the room oscillating for an indeterminate amount of time until we decided we'd walk back on stage and turn it off. At the time, I was using these little drum machines that were battery-powered, and I didn't realise that the batteries were flat. (laughs) Oh, no. And so we got on stage, and we started doing this thing, and there's just, like, no, barely any sound coming out, and the projector lead was also broken. And so this whole thing was, like, not working how we thought. And we were kind of looking at each other and getting frustrated. And we got it to the point of oscillation. And we walked off stage and we went into the the back room, the green room, and we drunk beers and went to the toilet and we were like, what was that? What was that all about? And we just kind of had an argument for like 15 minutes or more. And then finally we were like, oh, we should probably go and turn it off. And we walked out and to this blackened room where everyone was still stood, looking at this empty stage with this wall of noise. And we turned it off and everyone was like, yeah. Yes. And Stuart from the calculators and other people, other friends and other musicians were like, that was amazing because we didn't know what we were supposed to do. We were just, you just left us in this space and we didn't know what to do. And that, to me, really kind of goes at the sort of the heart and the essence of little bands, where you create these unexpected situations and unformed situations. And it's magic. It's magic. And that's that's the experience, definitely, all all the time. Magic, don't know what's going to happen, being surprised, being shocked, being overwhelmed with, like, emotions because... With little bands, you don't know who's playing. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know if if they even know what they're going to do. So it's the as an audience experiencing little bands, it's quite exciting and it's quite um, like you feel quite privileged to be able to be witnessing something that you know might not happen again. Well, that's a big part of it, isn't it? It's, it is something that's never or might never happen again or shouldn't happen again. Well, it couldn't happen like that again the way you just said it. Like maybe next time you'll have batteries in your little beat machines. Some, how funny is it when a battery, it hasn't gone flat yet, but it's going flat and how that can affect sound on gadgets. Just you wouldn't be able to recreate that. You can't just deliberate. Like how would you do that? Like. And half flat a battery to get that sound again. Yeah. They're like one-offs. These are one-off shows, little bands. And also the fact that in that audience space and the anticipation of what it, what was going to happen was that actually was celebrated yeah. rather than seen as like, oh, the band didn't play as well or they messed up or something. No. It was like it was celebrated that this thing and this space of not really knowing what was happening and people were happy to sit in that space, yes. which I think really kind of subverts what we think about of sort of music or that professional space or celebrity space of music um, where, you know, everything's meant to be perfect and it's played in a certain way and we worship. Expectations, expectations. Yeah. When if you 
a go to something where you know the setup and you go with no expectations, you will be entertained, you will be surprised, you'll be astonished, you'll be, you know, repulsed sometimes but in a good way because you can leave at any moment but you might miss it. It only goes for a short time. So you made eight minutes of material and we're going to let it go. So what's the structure like there? How long was the set at that little band's? I think it almost went, well, I think we broke the rules because I think it <laughs> no. went over the 15-minute rule. You know, I think we, I think we were in the... I think we were in the green room for 15 minutes. And, you know, fighting. Maybe I think they could hear you fighting and that was part of it. They probably could because we were being quite vocal. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, you know, that is an interesting thing. I mean, John Cage talks about that in his, in his compositions and things. He creates really strict rules mm. so that things could happen within them. 433 is such a classic example. Yeah. Oh, you need a rule to to frottage up against, to rub up against. Like, that's my practice as well. Any, any, anyway, like anything that's getting up my goat or a new rule or the protesting laws, or it just gives you a parameter to work, to work your limits with it and push those limits. And I think risk, edge, ex- that's the experience I have with little bands. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just... Magic, sweet dreams. They're sweet dreams. They're sweet dreams. And I think, you know, I think about like the last couple of little bands that I've been to in Hobart and the audience and the way in which people go to them as an audience and the excitement and the celebration and the the support. A safe space to play. It is a safe space because people um, are, you know, it's it's a, you're allowed to, Fuck up. Uh-huh. You know? Um, you're allowed to experiment. You're allowed to have never played before, have yeah. never picked up an instrument, and that's celebrated more than anything. It's like, oh, you're having a go. Yeah. You're making something. You're stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. You're putting me outside of my comfort zone. You know, it's like, and the, it's like that audience space for me and the little bands is so supportive. And I think that's a, I think that's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's free, so you're not you're not going to be like, oh, that was a shit gig. Well, it's supposed to be rubbish anyway, according to the master. But <laughs> it's free. There's no money involved. And so, what happens when that when that goes out the window? You just it, amazing things happen. <laughs> what we're capable of. It's what what strangers are capable of. Yeah, and I think when you break down those kind of established rules of what should be professional or what should be, you know... What's who's a gig? A, who's allowed to be creative? What's a song? Yeah, and who's like a celebrity or whatever? Mm. And you break that down, people Well, celebrities really ex- do play. We had, we had some celebrities play like... Uh, who did we have? The presenter from ABC, Rick Goddard. He loved the idea of little bands, and he's a bit of a, I don't know, local celebrity. And he came and he came and got tested. And then we've got musicians that are already doing their thing. We had Ben Salter, who runs the music room down in Mona every day, and he played his guitar upside down in with the wrong hands. Yep, he 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 did it. Yeah, and that's something changed kind of it. Beautiful, where he's like he suddenly becomes really vulnerable mm-hmm. because he's actually playing in a way he can't play. That's our <gasps> that's 10 minutes. That's 10 minutes. All Can right. everyone hear the, Th- yeah. That's 10 minutes. But if we're going to do 10 words, let's just do this too, just for fun. We won't do this again, but I think there's not many 10s in the Scrabble pack. So 10 words, one after the other, let's just shoot it. 10 words. The question was, what's your experience of little bands? Fun. Fragile. Wonderful. Exciting. Scary. Frivolous. Friends. Supportive. How many are that? I think that's eight. <gasps> Nipaluna. Numb. Moving right Next along. Next question. Mixing the pot. These aren't in any order and that's, you don't know what Little Bands is really because that question hasn't been asked and this is how we play. Not apologising for anything. Never say sorry when it's about creativity. <laughs> what happens to Little Bands who play more than one gig? Oh, here we into go the into the Scrabble letter. Oh, I've got a one. The letter R. 
One word. Rapture. <laughs> it's a good was... bit. What happens to little bands if they play more than once? If they play more than once. Oh, you get to pick. You get to pick. Oh, one. I get to pick a card. Sorry. I only had one word, so I said number four. Rapture. Take your time. Take your time. Well, according to the rules of little bands, a little band is allowed to play twice, apparently. And I will admit that my first little band did play twice in Melbourne. After that, they're meant to die mm. and never be played again, never be heard again. But I think that's, Mel, you know, Melbourne's got one set of rules you know, and in some ways, you know, Melbourne's got its ego, you know, and sees itself as a particular force in creativity and music in Australia and the world. Oh, yeah. That... And down here on our little southern island, we don't always play by those same rules. And there's quite a few little bands who haven't died and have actually gone on to become quite amazing bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, recording and playing and becoming quite important to the local music scene here. And I think that's a really beautiful thing because what that means is that Little Bands becomes a creative kind of launch pad. And from those kind of freedom, places of freedom and spontaneity and all the rest of it, we're actually seeing bands form and seeing new collaborations and new partnerships and new music. Can I change my word? Yes, you can because it's little bands. It's little bands, and we're in, we're down here on the in Lutwida, so we can change we the change, rules. We can change the rules we made. So, ah, what happens to little bands if they play again in Nipolona? Respect. Ah, for little bands if they play again in Nam? Rapture. <laughs> Love it. Okay, next question. Next Keith. question. Or oh, for me. I oh, that's it. for you, yeah. Yeah, or it could be a play card. We don't know. We haven't had a play card yet. This is question number six. Does Little Bands reclaim creativity from capitalism? Oh. I've got a three. Performative answer. Yes! It does. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a one-worder. The question was, does little bands reclaim creativity from capitalism? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back in the pot. A. A, absolutely. One letter, one word. Oh, we've got a play. Oh, this is a good one. Read out all the names of all the little bands that have played in Nipaluna. Celebrate the mistake. Thank you, thank you. And now, the Hobart little band names. 2014 to 2022 in descending order. Nipaluna Hobart Little Bands number 8, 2022. The bearable weight of unbeing. Great thundering wombat. The Pagalinthian Bornak. Hexdeath. Carrot. Hallucinator. Robophobos. Playing for freeze. Whalefall. Genlacia. Andronochrome Red Gourd Benchwarmer Coco Wodner The Calora Sunsets Lil Ratso 32 Oysters Carpet Bubbles Sky Skeleton The Teachings of Don Juan Skulls Thick Traumatez Versicolor Town Rats Big Crumb Little Scrum Gingerly Super Tart Nipolona, Hobart Little Bands number 7, 2020. Packet Man. The Postals. The Church of the Pork. The True Champions of Breakfast. Free Live Sports. Saturn Oblong. Seedy Minx. Drivers. 
Burger Whore. Pond Scum. Tonic of the Fourth. Post Box. Cheese Toasties. Susie Lou. Coral Sculptures. The Trash Vultures. Astral Plane Jane. Pink Rag. Priest Hole. Woolworths. Flu Shot. <laughs> Nipple on a Hobart Little Bands number 6, 2018. Nalhund. Michael Michael. Pimoids Friends. The Chestnuts. Tired Droopy Eyes. Fatigue Kills. Deaf Cramps. Smug Anime Face. Vacant Slot. Hetero Mum, the fastest band on earth. Wingding Man. Bex Texter. The Boners. Super Genki Fatari. Daddy and the Boy. Purple Smith. Sex Pistols 2. Terror and the Pterodactyls. Little Band's Big Band Harmonising Orchestra. <laughs> Hobart Little Band's number 5, 2017. Vivian. Macadamias. Yoni and the Streamers. Tip Run. Six Bars of Set. Burt Shirt. A Little Big Bang. Night Shoppers. A Depart. A departure or a departure. Dirt C. <laughs> Hobart Little Bands number four, 2016. A lonely boy. The Monster Society of Evil. Critical feedback. Little pups and dogs. Mum and Dad. The modern plovers. Annie Lou. Carrie Smeathers Rob. Foxy Morons. The Gaffer Tapes. The Satan Worshippers. Resilient Gums. The Lookmates. Hobart Little Bands number 3, 2015. The Recovery Shop. The Sunday Leagues. Maggie Abraham's Nameless Team. Snap. Sea Shanties. Vernon Lachin. Fish Kit. The Valiums. Plummet. Bus Money. Andy Lawrenson. Blood Country. Elbow Room. Sick One Bro. <laughs> Hobart Little Bands number 2, 2014. Town Planning. Van Wrinkles. Red Mum. Burning Rubbish. Knock Loft. Cynical. Deadbeat. Bush Hammer. Doe Jones and the Nasdaqs. Expressions of interest. Circling for the answer. Femloins Kazoo. Psychic Seduction Discharge. The Huddle. Shush now. Carl. Hobart Little Bands 2014. The first ever one happening here in Nipple Luna. Organised by Robert Fisher. Little Robbie. The Parison of Moona. All the Webbers. Web and Wilderness. How on that? The John Timonies. Carl. Tops off at the White Stripes concert. Keith Nash. Bush Pool. Straddle Push. Dalton Royale with Cheese. Thank you, all the Hobart little bands. Nipple and up, 2014 to 2022. You rock, you little beauties. So many good names. I just want to print this out real big and put it up on all the billboards. We should plaster them all over the city. There's truth in this. It's truth, freedom and compost. God bless you, little bands of Nippolona. God bless you. All right, next one. Another mix of the pot. Oh, question number 10. What are the fairy tale moments in little bands? Oh. <laughs> one fell out. Oh, one word. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, that's really tricky because my uh, magical fairy tale moment is uh, longer than one word. Oh, gosh. Well... I'm going to break that rule. I, I, I think you can break the rule. I'm going to name a band. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to pronounce it properly. That's okay. The Pagalinthian Bornak. 
fairy tale moment. Fairy tale moment. Yes. And anyone who was there will understand. And those who uh, weren't, just imagine the most splendid mythical nursery rhyme played out with children and adults and instruments and puppetry. Don't we have a little bit of the the Bornax um, uh, set of rules of how they went to go about creating their little band? We found this cleaning up the arts hall. I don't know if it was intended for us to see, but I think it's a beautiful parchment. Basically, it's not a set list because little bands isn't like a set. You don't like make a set list like at a gig. This is very different. This is a set of instructions and I think the members of whoever they are, because they were masked. This text that was found is three movements. I'm just going to read out the first movement. The Pagalinthian Bornak. The Pagalinthian Bornak. Go for it, Keith. First movement, number one. Celestials enter at peace. Gravaleshaka watches from edge. Number two. Bornak enters. Celestials, curious. Number three, Celestials rattle. Gravaleshka leaves. Bornak, delighted. Number four, Dance of Celestials and Bornak. Number five, Slowing down. Exit Celestials. Bornak rests. Wow. For those of you listening out there who missed it, this was a little band that was a, that was a fairy tale. And can you imagine homemade flutes playing along to this? And this was their cues as well for all these movements. It was a fairy tale moment. It brought a tear to my eye. And it was wonderful to see um, such a group of people getting together for little bands to create something like out of this world. Yeah, and the age different, the age group in there was a newborn baby or newish born. Well, they could play the drums. They could actually play the drums. <laughs> the baby was in nappies, but could play the drums. Yeah. Through to elder parents and little kids. And it was just a really great collaboration of people, family, ages, Friends. everything. Friends. Friends. And the Pagalinthian Bornak was ageless. No one knew who that was. Still don't know who that was, but it's a, a magical creature. So it wasn't just, like, diverse of age, it was diverse of species, this little band. That's what fairy tales are made of. Okay, now for my answer. Yeah, maybe you'll get one word too. Maybe I will. I got one word, the letter O. <gasps> so I'll have to pick one. Um, there was a band that played called the Monster Society of Evil and they were in a wild outfit, still masked. It seems very theatrical, little bands. Like, it's not just about bands, is it? They had a sword, they had a cat in the hat hat, they had a balaclava, they had a big trench coat. And they had a laptop and they had a microphone and they were expressing this wild performance with the microphone and the very interesting sampled soundtrack they had on that laptop. And at one point, the frequencies of both the vocals and the sounds coming from the laptop kind of rubbed together and caused enough friction to burst all the balloons on the back of the wall that were the decorations spelling out the name of the event, Nipple and a Little Band's number four. And they all popped at the same time. It was magic and that's what fairy tales are made of. Well done, Monster Society of Evil. I love it when, you know, the, the transformative power of sound. It's wild. Pop balloons. It's wild. This is a play card. 
Read Stuart's quote. In a few sentences, Little Bands represents, this is his answer, disposability. It has to be rubbish. Originally, the idea was that it was not able to enter the cycle of sellability. All right, next one. (laughs) It's another play. Yeah. Play a little band from Nippaluna number seven. 2020, that was the gig that we had to do and it was, Melbourne was still in lockdown. We were just coming out, but we had restrictions. We had to do a sit-down show. So this was a, a little band's in COVID sit-down. And actually, one of my memories of that little band's and the sit-down was because it was sit-down, people would go outside and have a drink, but then they would come in and the sitting-down really focused people. Mm. Um, I remember Wes headbanging away and dancing in his chair, yeah, but not chair getting dancing. up. And the, the level of respect um, for the bands, but also for the kind of the situation that we, this was being put on, I thought was really special. And it shows the community sensibilities that are actually so present in creative um, communities that actually when the, the coming together and the acknowledgement of, of what's happening is really real. We just haven't been able to see each other for a long time. It was actually a record amount of bands that played or responses or entries that it doubled. We had to do it over two days. That was the first time we had to do it over two days because there was like 24 little bands that applied to play um, after we'd just gone through COVID. So here's... here's a little snippet of what it sounded like at Little Bands, Nippaluna Little Bands number seven, 2020. It was on um, October 31st too, so Halloween, and it went on to 1st of November. What a, what a time play. What makes going to the Little Band show different to going to other gigs? Number three. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, no, you keep getting number three. I keep getting the performative ones. But we can do it in a different way. Yeah. Okay, so number three, performative, let's think about it a different way. Maybe answer it, but pretend you're a councillor running for the next election and you've, you've, you're addressing the people because they want to know why Little Band's gigs are different to other gigs. So the reason you should vote for me in the upcoming elections is because I truly believe in creativity. I truly believe that people who are creative are actually the lifeblood of our society and that creative expression should be the most valued thing we hold more than anything else. Here, here. And why is Little Bands gigs different, though, to other gigs? Why should we vote for you? And Little Bands are absolutely the epitome of creativity, where there is freedom and people can go and see people playing and, exp- and, and creating music in a way that 
they're not trying to make money or to be the next big thing. And, in, and because of that, you actually see real honesty, you see real beauty, and you see the core of people. And the audience is part of that. But counsellor, counsellor, will you make it free? It will always be free. Counsellor, counsellor, will there be a stage? There will never be a stage. Counsellor, counsellor, will there be merch? There is no merch. Counsellor, counsellor, when's the next one? When someone organises one. (laughs) Okay, you have my vote. (laughs) If you build it, they will come. That was very performative. That was very performative. This is how I will answer this question. I've got a three too. Hey. Maybe I'll be a counsellor too. All right. Or... (laughs) I want to hear your manifesto on why Little Bands is different. I know how to I know how to answer that. I'm going to actually just read out the how the advertisement for this gig and see if it looks the same as the poster that's put up on the walls down there on the on the bus mall or on those. Just just tell me I'll, I'll, the questions are, it's up to you. But I'm going to I'm going to read what what an advertisement looks like for Little Bands. Short sets, no longer than 15 minutes. New bands need only apply. New bands who have had no audience. It's a strict debut. No experience necessary. If you've never been in a band but have ever wanted to be, then this is your time. New bands could be you and your mate and your neighbour and your stranger and your neighbour and a straber and a neighbour stranger. If you have played, this is your chance to try out a new instrument to you or jam with a new crew. Actually do. Register via email form at theferntreeartsall at gmail.com. By midnight, by midnight, include your groovy new band name and then later we'll host a smashing big party to showcase all of the bands. Yeah, and you can have a free rehearsal space. Free, that's right. Free to make your little band. So no excuses. Understand? Little does not mean less on members. Big on gig. How exciting. Tell anyone and everyone you suspect might be interested. The shower singers and bedroom beaters, your mum or nan or stepchild or postman. That's new. That new person at work. Yeah, that person. YOLO, Hobart. YOLO, YOLO. Thank you and Godspeed, you little rippers. <laughs> That's great. And I think that really does sum up exactly... <laughs> Why it's different. Why it's different (laughs) and why you get so many people just wanting to kind of play and people who are established musicians who have never played before. And And it's like it's different because the gig isn't advertised as a gig. It's advertised as a potential gig. (laughs) It's like it's not even a gig yet. You have to make it a gig. It's advertised as a platform or a place to actually just create something that's a one-off in a way that you wouldn't normally do it and oh. that's that's a beautiful thing that's why it's different that is why it's different oh it's your turn to ask answer the next question is it yeah or did you well, yeah i did it yeah yeah no did i we've fun. lost track but we're gonna do this one anyway so this is a play <laughs> So, da, 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 play Hetero Mum interview. Because, like, Bob's, um, Bob's a known musician. He's an artist, uh, like a painter. Um, and so it was fun to collaborate with a, a non-musician, um, which is what I, I feel I really am as well at the end of the day. Yeah, but it was just uh, it was a thing that um, Bob was obsessed with from his childhood, this old uh, Tasmanian ad called You Can Make It in Tasmania. Eric stood above the rest. Roger stood up to the test. Downey made computer sheep. Murphy made a giant leap. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it in Tasmania. For little 
Thanks for those words, Hetro Mum. <laughs> I've got another play. Yay. We're going to play a little band from Little Bands Number 8. Oh. Ooh, little that band. was the last one. That only happened a few months ago. Oh, far out. There's so many to choose from. We could choose one. Out. We will choose one. We'll choose a little snippet. But if you are interested, Raf filmed the whole thing. And you can find the whole Thing. It goes for like eight hours over Saturday and Sunday. You can find the whole thing on YouTube. Just look up Nipple and a Hobart Little Bands number eight, Raff Boy. But we'll just show you this little segment for now. Which is? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Play. <laughs> The chaos is getting there. The chaos is getting there. All right. Oh, it's another play. Oh. Obviously, we did lots of questions to start with, so now we are getting a bit of a reprieve. Mm. Play Lookmates. Yes, Nick Van Den, Endon, Phil Cooper, Molly Turner, Josh Rowe and Axel Murphy, the Lookmates. Thanks for that. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Now we are going to play a little interview that we had with Robert Fisher, who was the first in, in, innovator to initiate a little bands in Nipaluna. And um, I went and had a chat to be like, why'd you do that? What? Here he is, Robert Fisher. I was organising lots of shows at the time, but I also found that I was often organising shows with lots of the same bands and with lots of the same people in the same bands. And I think it was also around a period of time where a lot of the bands that I was playing with had been around for a few years and there weren't just like lots of new bands coming into the scene or new people coming into the scene. So that was part of the idea why. Thanks, Robert. Thank you also for instigating little bands for the first time down here. Yeah, so good. Such a good thing because the amount of bands and the amount of people that have played because of that is really cool. Yeah, and Rob Fisher played that one too, that first one. He had a band called... Tops off at the White Stripes concert. 
It was awesome. Don't you just love these names? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so question number three. Why did Alan Bamfield get offended? Oh, This is yeah. going to be a question for Georgia Lucy. You're going to have to answer it too somehow from what I've told, from what, how I answer it, I suppose. Here we go. I'm picking it up, picking up the pieces. I've got two. So I've got two minutes to answer this. Okay. All right, so Alan Bamfield. Um, Alan Bamfield was there at Little Bands in Melbourne, in Nam. He pretty much made it a thing because he documented it. And Little Bands relies on documentation a bit just to prove that this is even a thing. Um, and he, he used to steal videotape and um, microphones <laughs> and interview these bands and record these bands and film them and play them on his radio show. And it's very special to him that the myth of little bands is held. And so when us nipple and the folk were getting really excited and making contact with Stuart Grand and asking questions about little bands and going and seeing the place on Nicholson Street where it all happened in, in the shop and advertising a, a Melbourne verse Hobart Little Bands concert at the Tote and just getting really excited about it. I think Alan was a bit confused because he thought I was trying to profit. He thought I was trying to take it into sellability, which was what not what it was supposed to be. Um, and Alan's since passed now and I, I really respect his care for something so important to us and I, that's why I have tried very hard when I'm organising little bands to keep those rules, keep that... To keep, to keep it as true as I can to the original way to do things. Your turn to answer. My why. turn. It's going to be tricky for me. Number one, one word, commercialisation. Mm. Uh, I, I think celebrityness as well. And I think... I think it's a, it's an in, I know I'm only meant to say one word, but I'm going to expand on this a little bit. I think it's really interesting when you have these kind of like underground things, mm -hmm. happenings, movements, creative movements, and we've seen it in so many spaces where those um, those ideas, those um, political views, those creative views get commercialized. And they become something else. And they actually end up falling into the thing that they were actually trying to, to be against or not be. And I think there's that, you know, and I think that's where that concern was, was that instead of it honouring or being part of what it was, it was trying to move it into that space that it was trying not to be. And it's something we see all the time. He did get angry. He heckled. He did the thing that you're not allowed to do anymore <laughs> that I really respect because I'm a heckler too. So I guess I got a bit of my own medicine and I never had it before. But Alan heckled me, heckled me and to the point where I was really confused that if we were doing the right thing um, and he trolled the Facebook page for the event in Melbourne of the, the Hobart crew coming up to try and take it up there and have a have a battle of the little bands off. And it was wild. It was wild heckling. It, it didn't make any sense. And then I realised it's okay and that's part of it. And um, own up, Georgia, and just remember what, what, what he's protecting. And it's freedom and compost. So, yeah, do it. Respect. Rest in peace, Alan. Respect the compost. Yeah. We all have to respect the compost. Georgia, it's your turn to rattle the pot, even though you always rattle the pot. <laughs> oh, mixing the pot was all about little bands, isn't it? Mixing the pot, Mix. mixing up the band members. Mm -hmm. Polyamory here in the, in the bands here. It's a bit of a... It's a, bit of a, 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 a yeah, what do we call it? Like a, it's a festival where for one, once a year the bands are allowed to swap their wives around and, and do a little band. <laughs> um, question number 
This one. What conditions foster a healthy little bands? Please, not a three. Number four. Yes. What's number four? Take your time. Take your time. The conditions that foster healthy little bands. What conditions foster a little bands? I think... I think this is interesting, actually, because earlier Georgia, Lucy, and I were chatting about this, and Georgia was saying how that some of the early little bands were held at the Brisbane and mm-hmm. at the Grand Poobah, and they were they were great. Yeah. They were amazing, um, as you'd expect in such kind of like musical institutions in Nipaluna. However, it was when it moved up to the Arts Hall... And oh, also... There's one at Smorgasburg. And I mean, the Smorgasburg, yeah. which was uh, sort of a pop-up gallery performance space. The, the little bands kind of exploded in those spaces. And I think the situation that kind of unfolded with those spaces, that it was even... <laughs> Oh, I smashed my pop. I love how you said exploded and then we, we exploded. <laughs> I, I exploded my pop guard. It's a, it's a health, this is a healthy condition. This, this is, is all about explosions. This is all about explosions. Mm. Um, but, but again, the, the space of performance was removed once more from established venues. And even though, you know, the Briz and the Grand Poobah are you know, independent kind of small spaces which have profited like lots of really amazing artists and music and culture and community, moving it out of that into like completely almost like non-spaces has actually created even more opportunity to be expressive because it's they're not places that have stages. They're not places that hold traditional geeks or nightclub venues or things like that. And I think... That's a really key thing to what makes a a great space for a little band is that it should be a non-traditional music space. Place to fail. It's a place, yeah, actually, yeah. Little band is a place to fail and failure actually is a really beautiful thing Mm. if we embrace what to fail is, which is actually to try and express and to experiment. Well, we only learn how to walk because we fell over a few times and realised you can't walk with your butt and your elbow dragging on the floor like as babies we did learn to walk but I'm sure we can't really remember it because we hit our heads a lot but we learnt from failing to know how to do something wonderful and really hard. And that's the beauty of the little band. Yeah. Let's dive straight back into the pot and we've got quite a lot of cards left so this is going to be a long podcast guys. Number 10, play dog box. Oh, dog box. Firstly, I might tell you what dog box was. So part of this bonding and learning and getting permission to do all the little bands was, Oi, Stuart Grant from the Primitive Calculators, godfather of it all. Want to be in a little band then? Want to do it with me? And he was like, all right. That's a fantastically shit recording. It was supposed to be rubbish. Disposability. It's never supposed to enter the cycle of sellability. Exactly. We have to remember that. For those of you still not really understanding why we keep playing little bands and doing little bands, this is, this is, this is, this is why. This is where we've got to go back to the beginning and we've got to slice it up. 1978, punk split, power, pop, savage, brutal, half Japanese, pair ubu, chrome, in Melbourne, primitive calculators, drummers are sloppy, get a beat beat machine, it's punk cliche to play three chords, post-punk, little bands, is if you can play one note on a robot, little bands play one note for ten minutes, ephemeral, new material, anti-careerist, experimenting, primitive calculators, writ. 
Their music was shit. Grow lots of little vans to support the tiny scene. Share gear, anti-money, anti-industry, disposable, must self-destruct. Only play twice. Can only have three songs. Wendy, Joy, Morrissey, The Morpians. The scene exceptional for the time. So many women. No hierarchy. Everyone had a go and had their say. Men and women. No pressure to play after one show. No rules. Accepting. Dogs in space. Didn't sit right to have Michael Hutchins. He's too mainstream. But the movie that drew attention to the weird little scene was Dogs in Space. To a broader audience, yeah. The little bands were instant. Ideas were flying off the walls. DIY. Alan Banfield, 1980, documented, created content by recording little bands on stolen microphones, stolen tapes, Sony reel-to-reel, put it on the radio. The little bands, well-organised, anti-careerist, anti-rock and roll industry, welcoming, no stars, period of long-term unemployment, engaged in cultural activity, DIY pop-up culture, not punk music, punk ethos, tastes to be challenged. Well, if that doesn't actually sum up everything... Of what Little Bands is, I don't know what does. We could try and summarise that summarise, but why would you? Your turn. <laughs> well, that was Little Bands. Yeah. So here it is to end it. Thanks for listening. Here is, and we're not even going to tell you. It's a little band that happened in Nippalina once upon a time. Good night. In a land far, far away. <laughs> it's a land far, far, far away. Good night. Goodbye. 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 Bye. So long. Adios. Hulu. Hulu. Oh, I, 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 wait, wait. I just want to tell you something about the word haru. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's a Tassie thing because I was told this when a lot of the Tassie soldiers were off fighting for the big colony, fighting hard. They didn't know how to speak French or say au revoir or, or what the words were over there on the Western Front. So they just kind of turned it into Huru <laughs> somehow, and now it's here to stay. Huru! Huru! Gotta love this island. <laughs>
Please forgive me, Alan. I made a mistake. Rest in peace. Sincerely, Georgia Lucy. If you have enjoyed this episode, please listen to other episodes on your favourite podcasting platform or via the Music Tasmania website, musictasmania.org. Till next time, keep listening and loving Tassie music.